is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where you get to create the content on the site. You find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners, you can submit it as show prep there, and it will then go to the upcoming stories page, where it will receive your votes, or maybe you will or vote. Not. It, maybe you'll <laughs> vote it down. Uh, the more votes it does receive, the more positive votes. Uh, the more likely it will make it out of the upcoming stories page and onto the main page of the site, uh, as possibly uh, to the very front and top of the main page in the site. So you can go and get interactive at freetalklive.com. And once again, you can submit anything you want to the site. Maybe it's a YouTube video that you like. Perhaps it is a news article or a blog post. Whatever you think our listeners and the hosts of the show would enjoy, you can submit. And you can also vote on things as well. So go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. We have all kinds of stuff to talk about tonight as usual. And in the news is a piece from Carlos Miller, who is somebody who we've had on this program in the past. He is the man when it comes to following the issue of uh, photography and press freedom as far as the crackdown that we've seen across the country when police are arresting not just your average person for uh, holding a video camera, but they're even targeting, in some cases, news media people. I mean, where it's really obvious that they're going after members of the media. They are. They have no problem threatening, intimidating. Uh, I mean, that whole freedom of the press thing. I I don't know where it went, but it's gone. We didn't get to all the details last night about Anaheim, but uh, we were talking about it with uh, with Nemi here, and she had a news story about how the uh, police were like pointing guns directly at the members of the media and telling them to basically back away i mean pointing loaded weapons at camera people well i think crazy i think think it's clear that the uh a sea change has happened with this whole freedom of speech and freedom of press and it's now very clear with a lot of these stories coming out especially anaheim some of the stuff going on with the other police shootings and the riots or the protests i should say that are happening Mm -hmm. related to that shooting uh the the police are at this point they don't care they really don't care about rights at all they are just thugs at this point. They're just gangsters. And they will do whatever they have to do to control the situation because it's all a territorial situ- it's a territorial game where they're, they're basically, this is my gang territory, you know, Bloods and Crips now. Instead, it's just one, one unit. Everybody, all the government workers are in one gang. Well, their bosses are telling them to do stuff, and they're not asking not, not their so bosses much. the questions. Not so much. It might not necessarily be the bosses telling them as much as they do something that's out of line, and they don't get any sort of repercussion. Oh, that certainly happens, uh, uh, too. Or, or the, if they do get repercussions, they aren't the same kind of level of repercussions. In the rare case that they get repercussions for their maybe criminal activity, uh, because, you know, who investigates this stuff? Exactly, <laughs> uh, they're better at covering it up than you and I would be. They mm-hmm. they understand the processes and they know they have the intelligence. They have the inside information. They know where the other cops are. So in the rare occasion that they do get uh, prosecuted or um, you know being held to account for things that they do wrong, then they tend to not get punished in the same ways that you or I would be punished. They tend they tend to have a lower level of punishment. But, Absolutely. But also their, their bosses tell them what to do, and they don't ask questions like, well, is this within the rights of, say, you know, the press to film what's going on here? Right. Because I don't know, but maybe, maybe this has been going on all along. Maybe law enforcement has always told the press in this country to get lost whenever they felt like it. I don't 
I don't necessarily know whether that's true or not, but it seems like uh, you know it's stepped up since nine eleven. But um, you know, and we just didn't know about it because they didn't have video cameras. They weren't as uh, they're not as prolific know, prolific as they as they used to be. So sometimes they will get caught red-handed doing naughty things on camera, and there's no way they can get around it. They can't crush all of the people that have the video cameras simply because there are so many cameras, like the guy that was shot in the back uh, while he was handcuffed in the San Francisco BART transit area. That was a pretty big case, one of the few cases where the officer actually did receive some form of punishment. Yeah, he got uh, like a year that. and a half for shooting a man, handcuffed man in the back. Yeah, yeah. How would Killing. You, how would you Sorry and I execution. do with that one? Yeah. We'd probably be in for um, several years, at least 10, maybe well, 20. Well, and if it was a cop, you'd be in for 60. Good point. You'd yeah. probably be executed, actually. Yeah, actually, you probably wouldn't have made it to court. So uh, so sometimes they get caught red-handed, and that makes them look bad, and they get taken to court in some cases. You've got the Glick decision, which uh, was a pretty important decision that came down last year, deciding late last year, deciding that uh, essentially that – you know, if, if there is a government bureaucrat operating in their public capacity, that they have to expect that they could be re- recorded. Isn't that kind of the the essence of the Glick decision? And uh, I, well, I, it's, it's, it's have you guys heard about what happened in Vermont? I mean, in Brattleboro with the uh, the governor's conference. There's a Northeast governor's conference that happened just recently here, uh, just outside of Keene, basically half an hour away or whatever. And so a lot of people came from out of states, and the police. We're acting like brutish thugs, just like other places mm-hmm. in the country. So the Glick decision obviously applies to this this area. And I don't think it was so much about the journalism, but there is there's pictures of cops choking protesters with their own clothing. Wow! Here, just half an hour from us, that didn't know anything about it. Yeah, so I had not heard that. It's like it's it's happening all over. It's not just it's not just a a focused issue with the you know the the hot spots the centers of activity being it's not a big city problem exactly exactly but it's also i think it's the entire it's like they got they all got a manual or something they all got a piece of paper or a memo or something from the ag and you know attorney general here at the united states and he's like oh yeah you know what you guys we're gonna cover for you you do anything wrong you're gonna get the smallest sentence that you could ever see in fact you might not even serve time just Crack down. We need you to crack down. We need you to provoke violent responses from the populace because then we can implement some of these gun control laws that this UN treaty is all about. Well, if that's you true. Know, I mean, it's, and that's, that's, it's just happening so pervasively and so, so widespread. It's so normal, though. I mean, consider that a police officer's job is to use violence during their day to day. I mean, you know, if you're dealing with a domestic dispute, I mean, the, the classic one that you, you've seen on cops with the guy with the, uh, the A shirt on um, who's drunk and they've got to wrestle him to the ground or whatever. Right. They have to use violence on a day to day basis. They also are taught um, in, you know, taught all along from the very beginning that they need to retain control of the situation. They need to be in control. So when you put those two situations together, you know, those two things like A, you're allowed to use violence to get your job done, and B, you must remain in control, then when you put them out there to watch the protesters, (laughs) then you don't have a very good scenario because the protesters aren't in control. They aren't in control of uh, the cops aren't in control of what the protesters are doing. They're probably protesting something uh, the cops, you know, that the, the cops disagree with. And so they, you know, it's it's just sort of natural for them. No, oh, you can't stand here. You must get off of here. If you don't get off of here, I am going to move you. And, you know, they move them. Right. You know, JJ, I don't know if a memo went out as per your suggestion, because if a memo went out, there'd be some evidence sure. of it. Maybe it's just something they tell each other, because memo uh, a memo has gone out in Washington, D.C. recently. This is a general order 
uh, that was actually just implemented not very long ago, just a matter of uh, days back. And uh, one day after they implemented a new order stating they must respect the rights of citizens who record them in public, this is D.C. police, an undercover cop snatched a cell phone from a man who was recording an investigation in public. When they finally returned the phone back to Earl Staley later that day, this is according to Carlos Miller at Pixie. Oh, that's pretty good. They got it back the same day. That's pretty good. He said his memory card was missing. Mm. Now the ACLU, which assisted in drafting the very policy that this uh, officer violated, says that perhaps the officer didn't know the guidelines. Well, that's still no excuse. It's really no excuse to take somebody's memory card. Because even though the general order, which came as a result of Jerome Voros' lawsuit, clearly states what police can and can't do when it comes to dealing with civilians recording them in public, it doesn't create any new laws that police must learn. It simply spells out the existing laws and easy to read language that even the dumbest of cops can understand just in case they haven't been keeping it up does go it does point to the fact that m- many police officers really don't know what the laws are i mean how how uh-huh. could anybody know what no police officer knows what the law is because the law but- is more words than a human being could read in four lifetimes so it's not possible for them to know the law that's true but they still should be able to read the, the memos that come out to to them from the police uh, they probably get 10 memos a day. I don't know. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll tell you more about what's going on in D.C. with a continuing crackdown on press freedom there. Of course, you're welcome to share your story and your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. I mean, does anyone take the cop side in this stuff? It's free time. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. Take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. For you, listening options included live streams, we've got them, broadband, mid-band, and narrowband versions of the show. Live, uh, listen.freetalklive.com is where you can go to get tuned into those. Also learn about over 100 ra- uh, radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show throughout the week. XM Satellite Radio also clears Free Talk Live all seven nights. You can hear us on XM as well as uh, the free-to-air KU band channel, the phone lines that we have that call the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. In addition to that, there's the webcam. You can go to get all the details on how to listen to the show at listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with what's going on in D.C., where there was an order that was issued to D.C. police pretty recently, apparently. Uh, the There was a settlement case where a man... Uh, basically won a settlement from a, a situation recording the police, and therefore the police, Metropolitan Police Department decided since they don't want to have to pay any more settlements out to people that uh, their police officers have victimized, they sent out a, a memo to the full department, every single officer, letting them know 
that uh, they must respect the rights of citizens who record them in public. However, it didn't stop one undercover cop from going ahead and snatching a cell phone from a man the very next day who was recording an investigation that was taking place in public and stealing that man's SD card and then returning the camera. So this order that they received spells out existing laws in easy-to-read language that even the dumbest of cops can understand, according to Carlos Miller. CarlosMiller.com is his website. And it points out here that just in case they haven't been keeping up with a multitude of court decisions that have uh, risen over the last few years throughout the country, stating that police do not have an expectation of privacy when in public. Or the U.S. Department of Justice guidelines issued straight out of Washington, D.C. to the Baltimore Police Department two months earlier. And by the way, um, whenever – I mean – this is ubiquitous. This isn't one of those situations where, you know, a few bad cops react to getting filmed. The fact is that unless citizens stand up to police and put on a front, police will intend to not just put a chilling effect, because in a lot of cases, some of them will just put a chilling effect. You know, they'll just say, yeah, you know, move on with you, citizen. You may not film this, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But they'll actually throw people in jail for this. They'll rough them up and throw them in jail. And this is this goes on all over America, not with a few cops, cops, but with the vast majority of cops until they learn that they're allowed to be filmed by citizens who are doing nothing other than filming them. They'll react to it. I've had this happen you know, right here in Keene, New Hampshire. Back in 2006, I've still got the video where some cop comes after me in a place where it's completely legal, where the, the precedent is set because the Glick decision is not precedent. The Glick decision um, affirms precedent from like 12 years prior mm-hmm. um, where the precedent was set. You can't expect these people to know the law. They say to themselves, well, I don't want somebody filming what I do. What if I do something wrong? Yeah. Hey, I'm in charge here. You'll do what I say. And most people will. I mean, usually usually that tactic works with the police. And I was listening to uh, Michael Dean and Nima, Nima Vidati from Freedom Fiends last night as they were uh, – their latest episode that they put up on their podcast is them interviewing Derek J. And one of the things Nima was saying was that he – Something he really likes about Derek J's victimless crime spree is that even though ultimately the police win in that, you know, they've got the force, they've got the guns, they've got the, uh, the, the cages, they're going to put you in the cage if that's what they want to do. Ultimately, the police win. But what he was so excited about seeing was people actually talking back, people refusing to do what they're told, people uh, asking questions when they're being asked questions. And seeing that happen was really exciting for Well, the him. cops can react to question asking by simply not answering. You know, they'll, they can. They'll do what they want and then not answer but your it's questions. But still, it still looks bad for them when you've got a video camera out and they won't answer completely logical, reasonable questions being sure. asked by, calmly by I just want the, the people, people listening to this show to understand that your public servants, if you believe, really believe that, um, are people that would not let you film what they do. They will say that, you know, these these same people will say, let's well, let's put uh, cameras on the street corner so we can watch what the citizens do. And if they object to it, well, what are they doing wrong? Do not want cameras trained on them. These same people with cameras in their cars that will lose that that footage when you feel that you have some case against them, mm-hmm. that, that they, they know how to get on the other side. They stay away from the microphones, all that stuff. They don't want to be filmed and recorded. And this isn't a few isolated incidences. This is just about all of them. I'm not going to say every cop is on the take no, when it comes to drugs. I'm not going to say cops are on the take when it comes to stealing uh, money out of, uh, out of evidence lockers. I'm not going to say any of that. 
I am going to say that just about every instance I've ever found, the police will say, I don't consent to being filmed. Well, so the F what? Well, you consented when you put that badge on this morning and you came to work for uh, you know the I think f- folks mo- of this town. I think it's more common outside of Keene. I think a lot of the cops here don't say boo about it these days. Today, but right. I but the claim I made, Ian, if you'll recall, was is until they're educated on the subject. Right. They, and, well, until not they've necessarily been educated as much as challenged. I mean, the cops in D.C. here have been educated by the memo that went out that, according to Carlos Miller, was very easy to read. So yeah, the education's you, there. You have to understand that that memo was probably read by their lieutenant in their morning briefing, and the lieutenant, you know, he read the memo and he probably said something to the effect of, "Yeah, you know, well, you just guys, you guys got to make sure you're, that uh, you're in control of the situation, and you have to do what's right for you." This memo is just sort of a guideline, you know, that sort of thing. Who knows how it was presented? But the thing is, is that I think it's it speaks more to the class system. It's more about we are in a different class than you, the citizenry. And we can do special special things, badges, grant extra rights for them in their mindset. And so they can basically say, well, no, no, we're above recording. We're above this. We're above accountability because our class is the superior class. It's, it's the, the strong class, the gun class. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. You're welcome to share your experiences with recording the police at 855-450-FREE. Tell me about that cop that hasn't been – and please, somebody call in with the story about the police officer that hasn't uh, gotten a memo or been educated on the subject of, uh, of citizens being allowed to film them that just is fine with it. Because I don't think it's true. I think those cops exist. I know that those cops exist. There are some cops out there who will say, hey, I don't care if people record me. I'm not doing anything. Once they've been educated, once they've been forced into a corner. I don't think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, that's what your description applies to all police. It's not fair. Oh, no, I I said something something like 90-something percent. Okay, fair enough. 855-450-FREE is the number here. So the rest of what happened in D.C., here you go. Uh, The man who was, uh, had his camera snatched from him, Mr. Staley, said his smartphone was snatched by a D.C. police officer last Friday evening along Raleigh Place in southeast D.C. says he saw police punching a man that they were arresting. That's usually a really a good sign that those cops aren't going to be cool with being videotaped, right? Like some of the some cops, they're cool with it, but they're probably not in the process of beating somebody at the moment. If you go up and record the police beating on somebody, you can pretty much count that they're going to have a problem with you right. doing that. Uh, in which case, it's usually a good idea to have streaming. That way you can stream the video instantly to the internet. And uh, even if they do catch your camera or take your SD card or whatever, hopefully it will have gotten out to the internet before they accomplish this uh, dismantling your camera. 855-453 is the toll-free number. So he decided that he wasn't just going to stand there and watch. He went and grabbed his phone. We'll tell you what happened here in a moment. 855-453. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in and bring up whatever you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line coming up. 
the least likely place to be arrested for DUI. We'll explain. 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website as well and join us on Twitter and Facebook where if you've been paying attention in those two locations for the last couple of weeks, you've noticed a, a fairly large uptick in Facebookings, posts, posts, tweets uh, that uh, we've been posting over there. We've been posting questions during the show and observations and uh, thoughts and retweeting, as it uh, as is called. We're attempting to become more uh, integrated within the social networking framework. So you're welcome to go and visit us over there. Go to facebook.freetalklive.com to follow us on Facebook and twitter.freetalklive.com to go straight to our Twitter page to follow us there as well. Uh, the D.C. cops have been told... They should respect people's rights to record, respect the rights of citizens, according to Carlos Miller at carlosmiller.com. They received a memo, but apparently it didn't really matter when one officer decided to take a phone from a man who was recording the police as they beat a man uh, in southeast D.C. According to My Fox D.C., the man who had his phone stolen, his name's Staley, says he saw the police punching a man that they were arresting, and uh, another plainclothes officer was harassing the people who were watching the attack. He says, so I go and grab my phone and start trying to record it. He, who is a 26-year-old employee of a nonprofit health agency he says and once i do that another vice cop reaches over my back and grabs my phone and tells me he's not giving my phone back well that was the wrong thing for the officer to do according to the aclu's art spitzer he says that officer may not have known about a new general order issued by dc police chief kathy lanier that went into effect last thursday he continues to say that the order is completely clear in the terms of preventing a person from taking pictures the police are never to do that Police told MyFox DC that they're looking into it, which means that we'll most likely hear nothing more about the incident unless Staley files a lawsuit. And even then, that's still not going to stop this abuse. But at least maybe it will make up for some of the images lost, which include hundreds of pictures of his four-year-old daughter. So the other pictures that were on his uh, memory card. First thing Staley should do is file an internal affairs complaint because even though we know that will result in the officer not getting disciplined, it may help Staley identify and publicize the name of the cop who abused his right to record in public. And if anything, perhaps fear of exposure and humiliation might make him think twice in the future of doing that to another citizen. Then again, says Miller, it probably won't. Because it's certainly been the observation of uh, people on this show, and I know Carlos Miller feels the same way, that it doesn't matter about the memo. And this isn't the first time this stuff has happened. There was the old story uh, where a demo from coplock.org, who, by the way, is still in a jail cell. He's still awaiting trial on multiple felony counts of wiretapping for trying to hold bureaucrats accountable and ask them questions on the record. Um, He, by the way, is going to go to trial. We did hear confirmation on that today. So he's not taking the plea deal, and he is going to trial. But at one point, Ademo had gone down to visit Carlos Miller in Miami, and they teamed up to go to the Metro Transit Authority station there, one of the stations, where there are cops who are kind of rent-a-cop cops. They're a private security hired by the government to run security at these MTA locations. They had been issued a very similar memo that they are not supposed to interfere with people re- with recording devices at the MTA stops over which they have jurisdiction. In fact, Carlos Miller observed that the the very memo in question had been posted at the kiosk where these men are stationed during the daytime. So he could see the memo in plain sight. It's clear that they had received the memo. Doesn't matter. It didn't stop one of those MTA officers from constantly harassing Ademo and Carlos from uh, you know trying to stop them from using their recording devices. Wow. So and one thing to go back to this story, it's 
it's when when officers are in that mode of extreme violence. They, he said that there was someone getting beaten or punched by an officer. That's right. All the officers in that area enter that mode because they can relate to it. It's sort of like a well, they're uh, protecting. Exactly. It's like the aggression. It's sort of escalating the aggression within an individual's mindset, and so. If you're in a situation and you see police officers being physically violent, you should definitely keep in mind that they're probably going to be more unpredictable and more apt to react in an extreme fashion because that sort of energy, that sort of negative violent energy is is just it it just clouds their mind from any sort of reason, I think. Absolutely. Well, they're, you know, fight or flight response, they're in the fight mode and uh I think you're right. There's probably not a whole lot of logical uh, thinking going on at that time. Yeah. So your thoughts are certainly welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's no shortage of these stories. They just keep coming. I mean, Carlos Miller has been covering this stuff for years, ever since the police attacked him for taking pictures in a public street location right. in and Miami. And this is what happens. This is how people get radicalized. Uh, you know, Carlos Miller was just your average run-of-the-mill reporter. That's right. Just he a did, freelancer. He did some shtick. He did, uh, he did some photography. He did some writing. Basically, he was a writing guy. But now he's known for photography. Why? Because some cop told him he couldn't be in a public place taking pictures. They arrested him, and there was a lawsuit and everything, and he's been arrested since then more than once Yep, uh, because he doesn't back down uh, completely in most instances. He did back down when he was up here in Keene at the Keene District Courthouse. That's because he didn't want to get arrested. I mean, they were going to arrest him for recording video in an ostensibly public place. And actually, some of that footage is in Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, which you can see for free over at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. And Carlos, great guy, love the work that he does. And I guess, you know, on one hand, it's a good thing that they aggressed against him because they've turned him into a tireless advocate for freedom of the press and the right to record these bureaucrats. Otherwise, he'd just be recording on whatever. Sure, whatever he getting, he's getting paid to do. But now he's got a, he's got a mission. So this, is how, this is how it goes. This is what happens to people. Something that's important to them gets stepped on by the boot of government. Yep. Crushed under the heel of government, and then they get active. It's only a matter of time before they come after something that you think's important, which is why it's so important for you to consider other people's liberties important to you, even right. though you may not have a because fancy that's camera. How they, that's the wind in their sails. Um, the wind in their sails is public opinion. Public opinion that says, "Oh yeah, well you should do that." The, the, there, there ought to be a law. Um, you know, whatever it is, whatever's convenient for them. Um, you know, and, and that's how they, they go about it. You know, if, for instance, you don't like smoking. Well, I don't think they should have smoking in public places. They aren't public places. They're owned by people. You're just allowing you in there to have a good time. So if you don't want smoking in a bar you're in, leave the bar, go to a bar that doesn't have smoking. Right. Don't complain to the government about it. Don't vote away somebody's right to have a bar where they allow people to smoke. Exactly. That's where the government gets their power. The government gets their power from, well, good, the rabble shouldn't be out there bothering police officers anyway. They're doing God's work. Right, right. It's the uh, the indoctrination, of course, that the mindset created early on as a child, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag and worship our state and uh, the, the religion of the state. It's just, yeah, they're they're the uh, the crusaders. Police are the crusaders, the paladins on the front lines battling evil. And, that's uh, how they see themselves, Right, at least. exactly. And that's how some of the public sees them. 
And it's just ridiculous. They're human beings, no different than anyone else. Therefore, no. subject to fault, subject to mistake, subject to uh, hurting so, Subject to allowing power to corrupt. Yeah. And the fact is that they've shown that people in power tend to be corrupted by that power. Yeah, Certainly true. not all of them, but it takes, a, it takes a really exceptional individual not to be corrupted, not to let their emotions get in, get in the way and, uh, you know, start pushing people around well it's also the brotherhood thing too it's it's sort of like it it's not like there's one bad cop and he does all this bad stuff no what it is 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 it's more i i see it more as like a cop an officer does one thing that's sort of not right or he, he sort of encroached on some rights and then his buddy's like well don't worry about it man you know what you did a good job today and then there's sort of this whole uh this camaraderie and backing each other up where it's culty yeah, exactly. Where it's it's okay, man. You know, we all make that mistake, but you know what? Honestly, you did the right thing. And then all of a sudden, in their minds, it's it's the right thing. Well, yeah, hey, we're we're behind you. The thin blue we, line. Yeah, we have exactly. we have the everybody's going to make mistakes. What's the big deal? We are the front line standing against uh, the you know the the hordes of anarchy. I mean, really, if it wasn't for the police officers, we'd all be overrun by you know Mad Max, right? That's what they'd like you to believe. It's it's what we're taught yeah. from the bottom up. Eight five five four fifty free. Somebody told me something like that about the military today as well. The old oh, if it weren't for them, then uh, we wouldn't be free. That sort of excuse, as though we are free. Tell me how they've defended freedom right. in the last five decades. As though we have more freedom today because of all the military right. presence. Eight five five four fifty free. They set up right next to my booth today, actually at the fair. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Where is the least likely place you'll be caught for a DUI? Well, it seems to me that it would be as you're rafting down a river, but apparently that didn't stop the police from going after a Juneau, Alaska man. We'll uh, give you details on that, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And speaking of SACL CAI, what's all that about? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You've got a company... You need somebody to handle your accounts receivable? SACL CAI is a good choice. Uh, one of the principals, uh, principals over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live, big supporter of Liberty. And you can support you know, Free Talk Live by doing businesses with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right. So our number is 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about recording the police, but uh, there's always other interesting things in the news to talk about, including... Fairbanks, Alaska, where according to Newsminer.com, a Juno man faces a rare DUI charge for allegedly having a .313 breath, uh, blood alcohol content Wow! Uh, as he floated through <laughs> Fairbanks. <laughs> Seems like he was flying through Fairbanks. <laughs> on an inflatable raft Sunday night. Alaska's driving under the influence law applies to people operating motor vehicles, watercraft, and airplanes. 
The vast majority of charges are, of course, for terrestrial motor vehicles. But when Alaska state troopers received a report of a heavily intoxicated man floating down the Chinna River near the Parks Highway Bridge at 640 in the evening on Sunday, a wildlife trooper boat responded and arrested 32-year-old William Modine. Modine had been floating on the river for the day and consuming alcoholic beverages the entire time, troopers wrote in their daily dispatch log on their website. At point three one three, Modine's breath alcohol content was almost four times the legal limit yeah. for oh. operating a vehicle, which is point zero eight. Modine was arrested without incident and was cooperative with the troopers. He posted $2,500 bail, according to their website. On the court system, under Alaska's DUI law, operating a watercraft means to navigate a vessel used or capable of being used as a means of transportation on water for recreational or commercial purposes on all waters, fresh or salt, inland or coastal, inside the territorial limits, or under the jurisdiction of the state. And apparently, that means that your inflatable raft is a vessel, and you are operating it, and therefore... DUI charge. I'm trying to figure out what does this qualify as an inflatable raft? I mean, is this a big inflatable raft or is this... Who cares? It's an inflatable raft. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, does does this mean that that one of these kickboards that somebody might float upon is... is, I don't know. I mean, are water wings a a, a, a vessel? (laughs) I I mean, how... How about an inner tube? Right. Right. I mean, well, that's... uh, Many of these rafts really aren't anything different than an inner tube. Right. I mean, they're just... I don't know whether i'm trying to figure out is this you know is this one of these lawn chairs that has a little styrofoam on it that you can float along and consume beer does, yeah does it even have a motor is it powered at all is it just something where you have to use an oar to move it and and besides that if someone's operating a, an inflatable vessel if you will and they run into somebody it's an inflatable vessel I've exactly been hit, i've been hit by an inflatable vessel and let me tell you it doesn't hurt right you live to tell about it right i, I this, did I'm this law here. should be exempt from anything that is incapable of hurting someone i mean if, think. It, if it doesn't have a motor on it then you can't run it over somebody and you know hit them with the swirling blades I, i'm sorry inflatable raft just seems ridiculous to me but that's what happened. I mean, well, a car. Hey, the, law, obviously- the law, Mark. Listen, we we got to follow it to a T. Well, I mean, it, it sounds to me like they're well, taking okay. it beyond a T and uh, just doing whatever the hell they want. <laughs> yeah, they're just making they, stuff up. Hey, they wanted to ride their boat, and they got an opportunity to get in their boat, boat, and just like, yeah, let's do an arrest on water. What you say is not too far from the truth. I'll tell you, um, working for a local municipal organization, they would love, 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 love love to have a boat to be able to go out and um you know mine's a fire department they'd love to have a boat to be able to go out there and uh, fight fires on the connecticut river there aren't you know i mean I, all I, the fires that happen on the water i've never heard of this happening but we need to have a boat right just to be safe i mean why we have a bear cat coming we should have a boat too why not neither of them are actually going to do anything useful I mean, how could anyone look at this story and take the police's side on this? How can anyone possibly think that a drunken man on a raft is anything but a danger to himself? I mean, if you're if you have a point three, point three, yeah, isn't that like three percent blood alcohol content essentially? Uh, what's well, it's point three percent? Is it point three percent? I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. it's because point zero eight. It's it's an incredible. I mean, it's amazing this guy could stand. Right, he probably wasn't standing. <laughs> it's, he I was mean, no wonder he wasn't sp- too much trouble. He was in a coma. Right, probably sprawled out on this raft, just enjoying his afternoon. And uh, he's going to enjoy the next day. Like I said, he's only a danger to himself. He's lucky he didn't roll off the raft and drown or yeah, something like agreed. that. Agreed. 
But uh, to say that he's a danger to anybody else, which is, of course, the point behind DUI laws, the reason why they're put in place is in, allegedly to, to put people at ease so they can feel like the roads are safer. Of course, we all know it's nonsense. Drunks are out there all over the place. Right. But, uh, but the right. idea is to punish people who harm or put others in danger. And a this peace is ridiculous. officer uh, of, you know, sort of, you know, back in the day would have taken this guy back to the station, let him sober up in a cell and let him go. I would think that a real peace officer would take him home. No, that's what you would do. Uh, that's but, what a real peace officer would do. Well, it's not like they've got time to, to run drunks all over town. I mean, who knows where he uh, was floating down from? You put you put him in the you, you let him sober up in the little cell and then let him go home. Well, instead he's looking at a DUI charge now and uh, has posted bail. Maybe we'll be going to court. Figured to share that with you because I've never heard of that one before. You know, I mean, it, I've heard of DUIs on bicycles, which I think is pretty ridiculous. I've heard of it on horseback. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at all. It's it's strange. It's when I was in Wisconsin, we had ton, I had tons of friends with boats because there's so many lakes. There's more lakes in Wisconsin than Minnesota, but you know Minnesota's always the land of a thousand lakes. Anyway, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin land of eleven hundred lakes. Yeah, exactly. So so going out with friends on the on the boats, you know, inner tubing, um, just speed boating, all that sort of stuff. Lots of fun, and it was always one of those things where oh, we can't bring our drinks with us. Not at all. No. I thought that was like a big deal with boaters was to go out and have can, a few beers. You drink on the shore and then you go on the boat, but you you can't. No, if you, now that's a Wisconsin law, so maybe it's different. Right, in other it's different places. different states. Of I'll course. bet you. Uh, I bet. I bet you that's the right way to go about doing it. Is that you better not have an open container out there on yep. that boat at all. Hmm. Yeah, and then if you have the thing is, it's it's more than that though. It's not just open container, but it's like if you have a fishing rod in your boat and you don't have a licensed person, they will take your boat. Holy crap. If you have uh, a you know a firearm in your boat and blah blah, Wisconsin's terrible at firearms. Even though there's there's open carry, uh, yeah, they'll they'll arrest you. You know, it's it's just like if you add this plus this, arrest, take wow. take property property seizure. It's yeah. like wow, it's just cut take and dry. the boat, sell it, finance the police department. We own you. I mean, really, that's all it comes down to. You'll do as you're told. It's just new, interesting ways to take do fundraising. Your stuff. So 855-450-FREE allows you to take control of the airwaves. Uh, Coming up here, there's some pretty surprising news in the world of music, uh, specifically the rap music world, where Snoop Dogg has apparently changed his identity. Did you call this interesting? I think it's fascinating. (laughs) You know, you had Prince, of course, change his name to The Symbol. He then later changed his name back to Prince, I believe. Because it got boring trying to call him the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. Sure. Yeah. And uh, now you have Snoop Dogg, who has changed his name to Snoop Lion, according to MovieLine.com and a variety of other sources. Uh, he's now actually going to be in his own documentary entitled Reincarnated. Snoop Dogg says, I didn't just want to come here and say I made a record in Jamaica and grew some dreadlocks. He insists in the trailer for Reincarnated, announced today as in a selection at the Toronto Film Festival, he said, Rastafari called me. And uh, according to the story, the documentary is a co-production of Vice Films and Snoop's own Snoopadelic Films. Probably isn't a terribly incisive or objective look at the musician's musical shift, and it's unclear how fleeting and alter ego Snoop Lion will be in the long run. But as the trailer speeds through a montage of Snoop's past, it makes a case for why the erstwhile Calvin Brodus might have sought spiritual rebirth after a decades-long career in the rap game that has seen friends and collaborators pass on, sometimes violently. 
And uh, so he's basically what happened is he went to Jamaica to apparently record a record. And then while there, he was embraced by the Jamaican people, positively impacted by Rastafarian culture, and is reincarnated as Snoop Lion. You know, he probably smoked some really good weed and it just really hit him hard. Maybe DMT. I don't know. It looks like he was smoking some good weed in the (laughs) uh, the trailer for this movie that I did watch. And is this a is this no a stunt? guns allowed? You know what though? No, no. See, I've been a fan of Snoop for a long time. Mm-hmm. Way back when he first started coming out, um, we, I mean, my buddies and I would play video games and or whatever, and we'd listen to like Slayer, and then we'd put in some gangster rap because just to change it up and and whatnot. And so he's definitely has changed because his his initial when he was initially starting out, it was very violent, very yep. you know a, a difficult life he was leading, and and so times have changed. And yeah, his lyrics and his songs have uh, certainly changed over the years, and people do change, and that's why I find this interesting, uh, is this is a pretty radical uh, step in a, a different direction for him. 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number. You can explore further, take your calls about what you want. Hour two's next. You take control. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we have waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. All right, so uh, we'll continue here and take your calls about anything, but also bring up uh, other items. Mark, you're going to tell us about a dad who apparently was walking with his son, came under suspicion for... What's that, daughter? Daughter. Dad walking with his daughter came under suspicion as a potential child predator. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, we'll explain that uh, story here in a moment. But uh, if you were tuned at the end of the last hour, you heard us just uh, announce the news that uh, Snoop D O Double G has changed his just, name to Snoop Lion. It just does. I mean, I, look, I, I'm like I said, I'm a fan of Snoop, yeah. and it just doesn't have that same ring as Snoop. Because I'm thinking it's Snoop. Doggy dog. Yeah, it is hard to sing Snoop Lion. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got the I and the O, and it just doesn't work as well. Well, he's not keeping it Snoop Doggy Dog wasn't getting a lot of articles written about him. 
It's true, and it's maybe true. he needs to make money off of this new record, I guess. He did get a lot of press out of this change of his name, uh, and it's not just his name that has changed from Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion, but he's actually changing his uh, personality, apparently, because he believes he is now Bob Marley reincarnated. According to foxnews.com, <laughs> uh, he has embraced reggae and their, uh, their culture instead of the culture of guns that he once rapped about. The artist said at a news conference Monday that... In New York, that he was born again during a visit to Jamaica that he took in February and is ready to make music that his kids and grandparents can listen to. The former gangster rapper is releasing a reggae album called Reincarnated this fall. I, I'm trying to decide here whether this is a joke or not. Um, he believes that he's reincarnated? Bob he said, Marley? He said that in Jamaica he connected with Bob Marley's spirit and is now Bob Marley reincarnated. <laughs> I can't help but think he was just wasted out of his mind. Bob Marley's uh, son, Rohan, attended that's the That's not how reincarnation works. How do you know how reincarnation works? Because that's, uh, okay, here in the English-speaking language, we have words, and words mean crap. And reincarnated means that the soul of somebody, a dead person, you know, becomes a new living person. Well, so. Actually, some what he's talking about is possession. No, 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 no. Some, some, <laughs> some cultures that believe in reincarnation believe you, you can live simultaneously in multiple lives. I don't even know what that means. It's like you could you can exist in multiple times, places. I, I'm not trying to justify what their belief is. I'm just simply saying that some cultures that use the term reincarnation right. think that you can exist. In more than one instance. Why couldn't uh, Bob Marley's soul <laughs> inhabit uh, Snoop Dogg, now known as Snoop Lion, uh, because he his persona he could. Or whatever had come along it to It would be position. called possession. That term, we have a term for that in <laughs> okay. the English language. It does not mean reincarnated. It means possessed. Bob Marley has possessed <laughs> Snoop Dogg, and the name of the album should be possession. Possessed. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I actually like... Bob Marley died in 1981. Snoop Dogg was born in 1971. Okay? Right. No reincarnation. Clearly. I, I do like the idea of him pursuing more of a, I guess, a spiritual, more of a positive sort of album or... Sounds nice. I guess, style. And compared yeah. to his, his, you know, the gangster rap and whatnot, uh, you know, there's a lot of history there with uh, Tupac Shakur and you, you think know, he's possessed Snoop Dogg too? No, no. I'm just okay, saying, just wondering. That, like Easy E. There's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that he, could, he was friends with that had died. Could, died he, could he have possessed uh, Snoop Dogg? Uh, didn't Easy E die from AIDS or yeah. something like that? Yeah. It's still, I mean, it's it's part of the, I guess, the whole culture in that area that, that he was in the uh, South Central LA mm-hmm. sort Compton. of Compton, yeah, that sort of area, the LBC, and um, so. I think it's a good. I, I like the idea that he's he's focusing more on positive, more on yeah. creating something that is uh, going to spread a better message. I think more on positive. He's leaving his uh, his old ways behind, and I think that's what's most interesting. Besides the whole fun of he's changing his name and he's Bob Marley reincarnated, I think it's Possessed. great to see somebody change their perspective. I think it's uh, it's important because it reminds all of us that everybody has that potential to change, be a better person, and focus you know, on more positive things. This is one thing that uh, when I was a kid, uh, they would it would always be a big deal when a band would sell out was the terminology that we would use. That's right. Um, they've changed their style in some way, shape, or form, and now they're making more money. And some big have, record company contract. They have like sold that. out, and they were good when they weren't making money. 
and they were doing their first style of music, but they aren't good now that they're doing their next style of music and more people like them. One of the, the by the way, one of the uh, ratings for you doing good music is that more people like it, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> you know, the idea that an artist isn't going to mature could only be uh, slammed and, uh, you know, vilified by people who haven't had a chance to mature, you know, haven't had a chance to have sort of different areas of their life, live different lives, as it were. Mm -hmm. Of course, artists are going to find different music interesting. Haven't you found different music interesting in your life? Why would, uh, you know, isn't it Megadeth that had garage, no, Metallica that had garage band, the garage days? Yeah, Yeah. that's old school. Right. You know, and Metallica sold out and then did their big time stuff like Enter Sandman and all that other stuff was, I mean, this is terminology i've heard people use that only garage days was worth listening to and Mm. then after that it was the sellout time okay some music snobs would say that if it's popular it's probably bad music why because because the general population that likes pop music has very poor taste there's not because simply it is like this there's okay now mind you this i'm not so much a music snob because i find popular music some of it very good but the arguments that I've heard are, are pretty compelling, and, and it's that that music that isn't as popular is such that it it explores new avenues. It, it's more mm. experimental. I'll agree with you on that. It's more out there and trying new things. Right. Popular forget, music, they do what sells. But exactly. let's not forget that critically acclaimed music gives critics jobs. I mean, if you are, I mean, if you're a critic and you critically acclaim Lady Gaga. You're just, I mean, you're sad. You're not doing anything. But if you're um, critically acclaiming, and frankly, I don't know any new bands, so, you know, Hush Puppies have no support, right? You know, whatever the name of the new band is, you're acclaiming them. You're on the edge. You're mm-hmm. avant-garde. So, you know, I mean, you're it, 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 one is uh, incentivized to see, seek out these new bands. So I guess there's already a single out uh, from Bob Marley, and I don't have the uh, the name of it here, but I'm sure if you look up Snoop Lion, or excuse me, not from Bob Marley. Oh, wow. From Snoop Lion, who is apparently Bob Marley. Possessed. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the single's out if you want to pull it up. But according to the news piece here at Fox News, the former gangster rapper is releasing uh, an album. He was reincarnated, he says, while in Jamaica as Bob Marley, or Bob Marley was reincarnated as Snoop Lion, or however you want to look at it. Anyway, uh, Bob Marley's son gave Snoop his blessing, and Snoop said of the spiritual... Which, which son? Uh, Rohan. Snoop's, Not familiar with Rohan. Snoop Ziggy. said of the spiritual Jamaican... Is Bob Marley Jr. too? I don't know. ...movement, I'm sure Wiki knows if you want to go look. Uh, he said that, I feel like I've always been Rastafarian. Where While there, he said he visited a temple, was renamed Snoop Lion, and was also given the Ethiopian name Berhain, meaning Light of the World. Snoop didn't explain why he was switching from dog to lion, but it's likely a reference to the Lion of Judah, a religious symbol popular in Rastafarian and Ethiopian culture. Later, he played five songs for a small crowd, including one called No Guns Allowed. It features his daughter and includes the lyrics, No Guns Allowed in Here Tonight, We're Going to Have a Free for All, No Fights. It's tragic, he says, that uh, people are doing stupid things with guns. Snoop, best known for Gin and Juice and Drop It Like It's Hot, is an avid supporter of marijuana rights. is banned from entering Norway for two years after trying to enter the country with a small amount of cannabis last month. He said that in Jamaica, where he stayed for 35 days, he grew closer to his wife, who saw his transition. He added that he's excited to perform music that his family and children can listen to. He says, as a 40-year-old man, I've got to give them something. That's what you do when you're wise. Snoop Dogg says he's not completely retiring from hip-hop, but is tired of the genre because he says it's no longer challenging. 
He says that reggae was calling. He's he's, he's beat hip hop. Yeah, yeah. He says reggae was. He's calling. played it on God mode. It is a breath of fresh air. He said rap isn't challenging. It's not appealing. And there you have it. There's so, going to be some fans that love the sound of that. He says it feels like I'm 19 or 20 years old again. And now you know. Hear, hear that, rap fans? Your music isn't challenging. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up what you want. Apparently, walking with your daughter could put you under suspicion. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have for you, and you can uh, enjoy them for free, of course. That's the way good talk show websites should be. Of course, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter the uh, Amazon sites through that link. And there are three different sites linked to from shop.freetalklive.com. We've got Amazon US, Amazon UK, and Amazon Canada. Click into the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of. And anything you buy through those Amazon links, Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. It's the same Amazon experience you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate links, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. Once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com before you buy online. And if you want to buy from Amazon with Bitcoins, you can go to spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live gets a cut of that, too. Um, If you want to know what Bitcoins are, Bitcoins are a new internet currency that's uh, peer-to-peer and open source. You can send and receive money without having to pay any fees. It's impossible for any government agency or bank to uh, get involved in your account in any way. And unless you unless you uh, let them, <laughs> but uh, otherwise they can't do it. To find out more, go to weusecoins.org, and you can find out about Bitcoins there. If you want to get Bitcoins, you can go to bitinstant.com. They've got more than 700,000 locations worldwide where you can deposit Bitcoins, and including major banks and convenience stores and drug stores and all that kind of thing. And you can get Bitcoins nearly instantly. It's bitinstant.com. All right, let's continue. We'll take your calls about what you want. Steve's on the line, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hey. Steve, you're on with Ian, JJ, and Mark. What's up, guys? How hey. are y'all? What's on hey. your mind tonight, Steve? Oh, not much. Uh, I work for uh, your shows on one of my stations, and you were talking about music and how generic and and boring it's gotten, and how basically uh, the the mainstream mainstream music is geared towards more uh, more towards kids and high schoolers and stuff like that. And they just did a study recently about the last 10, 15 years where um, they put all this music together and compiled it, and they found that in the last 10, 15 years that all the music is basically uh, coming together to have the exact same beats. Hmm. It's all getting louder. Uh, Basically, it's all just trying to cram down your throat the same exact thing. And uh, there's another study that... uh, 
compared classical music, and it was the exact opposite. There was barely, you know, any comparisons between the music and um, and the fact that people and, and they compared people that listen to classical music to mainstream music, and they found that there's a a lot higher IQ that goes along the listening to uh, classical music than there is to mainstream music. I bet and that's I probably to... true. I wonder if they compared the uh, people who are listening to classical music in the same demographic as those who are listening to mainstream music, as in, like, people between 20 and 29. I mean, are they? did they look at the, the same age ranges when they compared those people? Or were they looking well, at people? A, well, there's a, huge, there's a huge difference between... Say, say you've got a pop radio station. There's a there's a huge demographic between 15 and 25 or mm-hmm. so, and then from there it it drops dramatically. Now, when you compare the demographics with the talk talk station like this one, um, the demographics are a lot wider, but it's a lot uh, you know more uh, a lot more even even out than than a pop station. So. I'm not really sure what the demographics were that they compared, but um, I found that really interesting. But that that uh, study they just did, where they said mainstream music is just getting boring and standard and repetitive, uh, I found it interesting because I finally have a reason that I can say this pop music sucks because there's facts behind it instead of just saying I don't like that music. Mm. Well, I think it's it's a it's a market response to a degree. Producers, music producers, have found a model that works and a model that sells, oh, yeah. and they just try to reduplicate that model through each band or just get new pretty new get new pretty faces every exactly. five years or whatever. A little different image, a little different, uh, you know, maybe a, a little different guitar work here or there. But I think what they do is they just try to uh, basically model each band after this known successful model, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they, yeah, and they actually, every every artist that's come to the studio has had, you know, three or four people with them to where there's not just one musician writing their own music and playing their own instruments and singing their own songs. Every one of them basically has somebody write their music for them. So, you know, there's not really any heart and soul going into it because, you know, they're they're trying to find all these people to put put together music that will make money. Nope. And, you know, just seeing that first firsthand, uh, I figured I'd call in and well, put in my two cents. Let me ask you this. I mean, there are people out there that are writing their own songs and singing their own songs and performing oh, their yeah, own songs. Yeah, and yeah don't get me wrong. There's, what? there's people like, a, like Adele that do that. And, you know, you're talking about how uh, Lady Gaga, for example, you know, she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. But I think it was... 2011 or 2010, uh, the best album of the year went to Arcade Fire. And nobody had a clue. There's this huge, you know, everybody freaked out and, like, you know, just look at look at Twitter. Everybody was outraged. And then people started listening to the album and said, wow, this is, this is amazing. It's got so much good music on it, and it's not something that we're used to. And, uh, that, but doesn't was, Lady Gaga great. write her own music? Maybe initially. Sorry? Doesn't Lady Gaga write her own songs? Well, she she writes her own songs, but she she's basically created this persona 
to fit the demographic. She has, and it's brilliant. And it's not, uh, well, it's not yeah. just writing the song. You see, the, the thing is, is what people don't understand is that artists have songs they write, and then they get this record deal, and they go into the studio, and the studio gives them a producer, and the producer says, okay, this is a great song. How about we change a couple things in this riff? Mm-hmm. And we yeah, just exactly. change some lyrics here. And the producer is the one who applies the model to the, the band. But right. it's not just bands. Think about movies, too. Think about the fact that a lot of people have been lamenting the movies coming out of Hollywood are nothing but what sequels and knockoffs and, and uh, Comic books. redos of, yeah, of older Bay. movies. And there's a lack of creativity there as well because they have a successful model that makes money. And they're just pursuing that model until... Obviously, it, it falters. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't blame out. them. I mean, you can't blame them. Yeah, I, mean, I don't blame I don't them. If, if I was a musician, I'd, I'd probably follow the same model just to make money for a while till yeah. I could get my own stuff. Now, I hear um, here's what here's what I don't understand and what I'm asking, and I'm not claiming to be an expert here. I'm the one guy in the room that's the least expert. I've got a, I mean, here's a DJ on the phone, an ex DJ sitting across from me, and a uh, you know a music performance artist here uh, sitting to my right. But my question yeah. is, is on NPR, this is what I listen to sometimes during the day. They'll always okay. you know they 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 try to sound very uh, very um, you know important and uh, like they're bringing the new stuff to you, and they'll they'll bring on artists. I immediately switch it off because I don't, I don't want to hear it um you know, oh my god i've but, heard that stuff but but they um you know they bring on people that are actually artists that are writing their own songs and doing this stuff so how come those people aren't getting the breaks how come it's always the people willing to play the game steve if you have an answer you're welcome to hang on we can bring it back in a moment 855-453 the toll-free number uh, maybe you want to chime into this discussion perhaps you work in the music business uh perhaps you're a frustrated musician you can't catch the break or maybe you are uh broken and and uh, you are very happy with uh, being a pop musician, or you know what the insides of that uh, sort of side of the business are. 855-453. Take control. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you. That's freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff is there. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give it away at freetalklive.com. So do enjoy on us, including archives that go all the way back to late 2006. Uh, Once again, you can go click and download and take as many as you want, all free, freetalklive.com. Plus, you can download the uh, archives via our SoundCloud page as well. Uh, You can click on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com to get to our SoundCloud link. It's there under the Listen and Share section on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com. And the SoundCloud links allow you to click the Share button on each one of those SoundCloud episodes and share it easily with your Facebook or Twitter or WordPress blog or however you would like and whatever 
a variety of different social networking sites there happen to be. So once again, download archives at freetalklive.com. You can get gold and silver at gold.freetalklive.com, you know, where there we have uh, posted right on the Internet the prices for you know several different gold and silver coins. You can go take a look, do whatever comparison shopping you need to do. And when you buy gold and silver through gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you getting in your hands real value, hard assets that will stand the test of time as far as uh, you know inflation, those kind of things. Some experts predict that uh, gold's going to be on the, on its way up, making a rally here along with uh, silver. But you'll be supporting Free Talk Live, too. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Steve listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Steve, you're calling in. You actually work at the station uh, cluster there, the Clear Channel cluster in Huntsville. And uh, inevitably, there are some radio stations that play music in your cluster. And you were commenting right. on some of the uh, discussion we were having about mainstream music and how homogenized it is and how apparently you saw a study that over the years – uh, mainstream music has become even more uh, homogeneous as well as uh, louder, you said, and just so produ- overproduced. Yeah, yeah, there's a study that, that was just recently done. I believe um, the, the the quickest source I could find was through, uh, I think it was MSNBC or, or something like that. But anyways, basically they found that they, they put all this music together with this algorithm and found that music is just over the last 50 years, it's gotten more bland and more basic and just louder. And, you know, the beats are, are basically one of the biggest parts of that. But, you know, I'm not saying I'm a music professional, but the way I see things is that um, people start listening to music around their family and their friends. You know, it's kind of a social thing uh, when you're growing up, listening to country with your friends, listening to pop, listening to rap. Everybody kind of listens to the same thing. And I think um, that that's kind of evolving right now into this whole social me- music network like Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud. Basically, people people go on there and listen to what their friends are listening to. And you know, through high school, if you listen to something different, you're considered weird or you're considered, you know, outside of the box. The so clicks, most people the, just listen. The, when I was in high school. It, you know, one of the first questions you'd ask a new t- a new person would be, "What kind of music do you listen to?" You'd want to know what click they belonged to. <laughs> exactly, it's a bit, it's pretty important for for kids, especially because they want to fit in. They want to, you know, they want to be involved with what their friends are involved with. And if you know they're listening to something weird and they're driving around bumping that in their car, you know, they're going to get weird looks from their friends. I'm not saying that's you know all the way around, but I was one of the kids that always listened to those weird songs. And so I was kind of an outcast when it came to the music scene. But I think um, music and, well, everything in general is just being uh, socialized. So when you think about what some what one person listens to in the, in the general public, like the mainstream music, um, you know, you can kind of relate that to what all their friends listen to. Because I, I know how the, how the radio works, and there's, there's a top 50 playlist that plays the same songs quite often and it's because um of of a person's popularity it's because of other factors i'm not going to get into but um they they found out what what kids like and they found out what what people grow up to and grow into and they they just made it a very standardized procedure i mean making pop music country music rap music it seems so basic when you see how it's 
when you see how it's created and you see how people um, can just, they, they can perfectly pinpoint uh, demographics and what kind of music they should play there. It's, it's fascinating. It's I mean, what you're, what you're saying, the study is very interesting. But at the same time, isn't more music now available to anyone today than ever before? I mean, because of the Internet, you mentioned SoundCloud, there's all kinds of exploratory sort of music that's available there. I mean, for anybody that wants to break out of the mainstream music paradigm, oh. they don't have to go far in order to do that. It's not like you have to go oh, to yeah. some obscure bar in town and listen to some obscure hip you know, band that you happen to get a tip on that you can go and check out, and then maybe you'll be able to buy their album at the at the <laughs> location. So it's easier now than ever before. So on the other hand, you know, while on one hand mainstream music may be becoming more re- retarded, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, that uh, there's also all this other stuff out there. It's not like good music has gone away. It's still there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I, I think Definitely just, agree to, with that. just to back up your point about it getting louder, uh, but before I moved to New Hampshire, I was uh, in, in the second of my uh, two metal bands that I was in, and we were sitting there recording an album and doing a lot of research because we wanted to do it all ourselves. So we wanted to record it and master it and do it all ourselves as best we could. And uh, the, the, my friend Jeff at the time, um, basically, uh, we were talking about how new the new metal. If you br- if you take a, a metal song and you bring it, or most songs, if you take it and bring it into a a sound editor and you look at the waveform, it's just you know it, it's up to zero, up to zero decibels, mm-hmm. and it's just oh, yeah. solid. It's just a solid form. And if you listen, if you go into the uh, some of these more complicated editors and you look at the the pan, whereas uh, left and right panning, they will fill up the entire left and right channels with the different instruments. So you might have like a a symbol like in in mid uh, mid center, and then the, another symbol just to the uh, pan, just slightly right and left of it. You know, they're stereo. They're, so, so they're cranking as much into the the the, the space that they're they possibly filling can. up the entire spectrum of sound. And mm-hmm. I think it's there's two things. One, I think technology has allowed them to manipulate sound so much more exact and efficiently than the analog methods and and the other thing is that when you play a song on you put in a cd of one of your old cds you just grab any of your old cds from 1980 and you play one song from that now grab a new cd from 2000s and play it right afterwards this the, the volume from that song will be incredibly louder so, because in the '80s they didn't fill up that whole spectrum, they didn't they didn't use all the waveform they could possibly use. They allowed there to be certain crests and valleys within the music and the sound to create this sort of feeling of of swelling and then relief and crescendo. And, and now it, you're saying it's just on all the time. Now it is just pounding the entire time. There are still crescendos yeah. and there are still lulls. But I think it's the formulaic method of building a song and then mastering it in such a fashion that it has to be as loud as the song that came on previous. You can't if you listen to the radio and there are songs that are quieter and louder, that the louder songs are gonna have more energy. They're gonna strike the listener in a in a much better fashion than a song that they're like, I can't really hear what's going on. I can't really hear that guitar. I have to turn up the volume. And then the next song comes on and it's too loud. So now they're upset because they just got, you know, their ears blown or something like that. So it's it's sort of like as the the technology has gotten better, they also it's also a sort of keeping up with the Joneses in which certain bands have made their albums extremely loud. Or is it a race to the bottom? It it's it could be either way, yeah. Steve, uh final thoughts on this issue. Uh that that our article was on Reuters, by the way. Very good. <laughs> but um 
it was, it was more based around pop music. And um, I, I, I want to give y'all, uh, I want to give y'all a proposition. All right. Um, try to find your local pop station and come up with a beat in your head. Just start doing a beat. And then turn on to that station, and I get, I get, I get, I guarantee you that there's a 50% chance you'll be on exact beat with that pop station. Steve, thanks for the call tonight. Interesting stud, uh, study that you've uh, brought up. Appreciate hearing from you and the uh, expertise from the inside. I listened to uh, uh, music in the 80s, and we listened on Walkman tape players. Yep. No, not CDs. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> CDs did exist, they though, did in exist. the 1980s. Yep. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features on the site. So once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Uh, we continue. Uh, we'll take your calls, of course, about whatever you want. You're welcome to comment on the music situation, which we've been discussing with uh, regards to mainstream music and how apparently it's getting more, I guess, worse over time Worser. it's getting worse over time uh, according to uh, some study that has uh, looked at the beats and the content of 50 years worth of mainstream music fascinating stuff 855-450 free we'll continue if you're looking for camping hunting survival or shooting gear any kind of gear that you need for the outdoors enthusiast in your life, whether it's you or someone you love, um, manventureoutpost.com has the name brands, and they have them at the best prices you're going to be able to find. They've got knives, ammunition. Everybody's looking for ammunition these days. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, all kinds of camping gear. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You know how important it is when, you, when you're shopping online. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. So, Mark, you'd asked on uh, Twitter and Facebook a few minutes ago, why is it that real musical artists get into, or can't? why can't they get into the music business? And one response says, uh, here, Richard responds by saying that it's because the music industry is really the modeling and marketing business. The music places a distant third. At least in the case of pop music, that certainly seems to be Sounds true. Sounds somewhat insightful, yeah. Yep. It's, it seems like everyone in pop music is very, very pretty, uh, as well as, you know, musically, not necessarily talented, but oriented. Well, and uh, well, there are exceptions, though. Adele, Adele uh, is probably, kind of a big girl. Yeah, the, right? kind of the, ex- the exception that proves the rule. Um, I mean, she's not a hideous ogre or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, uh, she isn't what you would pick out of a crowd as. She's you know, not a Katy Perry. I don't right? know who Katy Perry is. I, that's the problem, is I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. But Odell, uh, Adele is, I mean, she can sing like just nobody's business. I mean, right. it's amazing. But we were listening to a song during the break that I forced you guys to listen to from the 80s. Yeah. Um, I was telling a story about the CD, uh, this, you know, a CD player that a friend had at a house. And this is amazing technology in the, in the 80s. <laughs> I bet it was. Shiny discs. Those things it was. Awesome. It was amazing yeah. stuff. And um, the, 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 the band was called Yaz. And the singer from that, it was Alison Mo- Moyet. And this was not a 
you know, strikingly attractive woman either. So, I mean, if the, if they truly have the voice, they're able to get into the uh, the music industry. Well, actually, you know, that's a good point because if you look at a lot of the big stars from the past, they were not beautiful people at all. Like uh, Ronnie James Dio, huge, huge big guy in metal, um, uh, Black Sabbath, they mm-hmm. had a bunch of ugly dudes. Uh, now you're Queen, talking about dudes. Yeah, Queen. I mean, Freddie Mercury is not the most beautiful man. I don't know anything about uh, you know music, the music but the today thing is, or not. Yeah. The thing is, is that they were ex- exceptionally talented individuals, and they their talent was so great that they couldn't help but be big. They couldn't well, when, help but be successful. When did it start to uh, to taper off? Was it like the late eighties with Millie Vanilli and uh, you know these guys? I that think were, the '90s, basically. Right, the late eighties, early nineties of the '90s. I, I'm always New kids on the block. I'm yeah. always afraid of uh, making these generalizations about different ages in music because, you know, we don't have a good view of what the music was like when I, I don't have a good view because I liked the music when I was a kid. I don't know it now, mm-hmm. so um, you know, to be able to sort of compare them, it always sounds like oh, those darn kids, their music sucks. Well, go I back. Mean, it's just to- a new. It's a new way of saying that to me. I see where you're coming from, but then again. The- the uh, caller was pointing out that there's this study that was done looking at 50 years worth of popular music. I mean, you look at the Beatles, for instance, uh, from way back from before we were, uh, any of us were born, and uh, they were incredibly popular, but they were writing their own music. Right. right? And uh, how many incredibly popular artists today are doing the same thing? Right. How many of them aren't? You know, how many of them are writing their own music as opposed to having producers and, uh, and writers in this stack? I know the monkeys weren't. If, if, you're, if, if you're seeing a band... Okay, this is the way that I, I go about, just from my knowledge of the music uh, sort of industry. I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, um, but... But you've actually played music in a band unlike me. Yeah, I've done a lot of research into it while I was trying to trying to be a successful band, and uh, it's difficult. I mean, ugly people play metal because it's not an image thing at that point. Right. <laughs> so it's, the thing is, is that... What what I've sort of seen is that if it's the first album from a band, you can pretty much bet as much as you want that it's been heavily produced. If it's a big label and it's the first album from this mm-hmm. band, the the record company has done a lot of control, and the band has had very little influence. No, they've come to them with the initial songs. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think the the bands come to them with their initial songs, and then the record company goes, "Yeah, that's great, but see, we we need some singles to play on the radio. Yeah. So why don't we take uh, this song here, and here's some changes we'd like to see, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the album. They're, they're basically, it's a completely different song. Same thing happens regards. with directors in uh, in the movie industry in a lot of cases. You know, the newbie directors uh, come in and they get their movies hacked up by the movie companies. And it's because they don't have the clout uh, that they need to be able to say, I am James Cameron. You will not touch my movie. I will do as I please with it. Because these movie companies are putting up $20 million or $100 million or $200 million or whatever the amounts of these budgets are. And they bring some newbie director in that made a real splash in the commercial industry. Because that's usually where a lot of directors get, you know, cut their teeth. They make commercials for television. And then they uh, they get, you know, those get seen and uh, they get a directorial gig. But there's some pretty, usually some pretty heavy strings attached to that. So it's the same process yes. of you need to change this. So that's a good idea. But we think we have a better idea and uh and a lot of directors will have their movies literally hacked to pieces by the uh the the studio and it's really upsetting to them yeah i think also it's 
looking at, like I said, the research we did is that uh, if if you're a band and you go out and you sign a deal with a record company, it's basically a, a loan. They're giving you a massive loan with this huge interest rate, in which they will they will put you up and they will promote you and they will uh, basically help record your album. But then you but they own, own it all. them. They not only that, but they also own the rights to it. Mm-hmm. They own. You know all the, the the stuff that goes along with when you create something and you're supposedly the one who made it. Well, no, you don't get to keep any of the right, royalties. So if you leave or, the uh, label, you can't play those songs live anymore. Something right? like that. This yeah. is what happened from the guy from CCR. So Creedence Clearwater Revival. Fogarty? Right. Yeah. Isn't that right? I mean, John he had Fogarty? a t- terrible time getting his stuff back, as mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Or maybe it was a Three Dog Night. I, I don't know. Yeah, but once you sign that record contract, you basically give up. You you basically sign a deal with the devil. And that's how oh, a lot man. of musicians term it. It's not. There's a lot of musicians, especially the older ones that are not playing anymore, that have passed on. They and their memoirs are in there. The final interviews are like, "Yeah, I signed a deal with the devil." Wow. And and and, uh, and, and all of this, a lot of it is is structured on the existence of uh, intel, the idea of intellectual property. Sure, it is. Yeah. Uh, so which essentially gives these record companies the ability to to exert this level of control over these artists. Whereas without intellectual property, the artists would be able to do what they wanted to as far as creating and promoting and playing the music. And then if the record company could really bring something to the table, like, oh, well, we're really good at doing this, you know, putting you on a tour, or we're really good at booking you with interviews, or we're really good at, you know, doing something that you as a musician don't know how to do. We can bring something special to the table. Then they would want to sign on for those reasons, but their company wouldn't be able to have total creative control. These days, um, most, I mean, I I would say most performance artists, I mean, people who are writing the songs, singing the songs, doing the songs, doing all that stuff themselves, aren't going with record labels. I mean, they're they're reaching their audience. Uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about this in, in the past, is yeah. all you need is your thousand fans. If you can have a thousand fans out there, then essentially you're going to make a living doing it. I think the days of uh, the big rock stars might be coming to an end relatively quickly, Um because you know they just can't, you just well, can't just support like them. Self-publishing books, you know, a lot more people are not going through the big uh, publishing houses. They're instead self-publishing either through the internet with eBooks or doing uh, an as-needed sort of low overhead, uh, you know, physical right. book publishing. So the same things going on with bands. The same things going on with software. You see the app markets with with the, the smartphones and various other applications for internet. I mean, that's a lot of it has become. Uh, decentralized, and I think that's a really good thing. It's a huge threat to the old guard and these uh, record companies, and I think it's fantastic that that's that it's going in that yeah. direction. I don't miss uh, rock stars either. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, to me, I don't quite <laughs> get why people care so much about them. But yeah. uh, in Sarasota, they had uh, they got rock stars uh, there, you know, old washed up rock stars, and, Ryan Johnson you from know, ACDC. I, you know, I don't know which ones or anything, but I mean, they'd have problems with them parking their cars in the middle of the street, and you know, what do they care? They get, so they get a fifty dollar, seventy five dollar ticket for doing this. So what? You know, they could do whatever they want. They could just do whatever they want. <laughs> right? And yeah, I, I don't miss that. I'm not going to miss that. We're coming back with hour number three in moments. Uh, coming up, Mark, your story about a, I guess, a dad, his daughter. Dad comes under suspicion for going on a walk with her, right? Yep. Under suspicion of dad, some Dad, a daughter, and a cop. Child assault or something. We'll get the details here in moments. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can also take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want, whether you want to talk about music or whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. 
If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. So head over there, uh, to freetalklive.com and enjoy them on us. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, toll-free number again, 855-453. We'll get into the story here, Mark, that you wanted to share about uh, Dad walking with his daughter, apparently attracting some attention from law enforcement. What happened? Well, um, in this instance, uh, this this comes from, uh, by the way, Free Range Kids. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. this is the, the the woman who got her start basically by uh, letting her, I think it was 11-year-old boy, ride the subway, the subway alone. New York. And some people thought that this was a, you know, a brave, great thing. And other people thought that this was child abuse. And it's uh, interesting. The byline here is how to raise safe, self-reliant children without going nuts with worry and i you know i like this blog i think it's very interesting you can see it at freerangekids.wordpress.com yeah i think it's pretty important i mean i'm not a parent but i think that the idea of encouraging young people to be more self-reliant at a younger age is a really valuable thing to do i firmly oppose the babying mentality that certain people have in this society the idea that Young people should be coddled and cradled until, you know, they're 30 years old or 25 or uh, something just absolutely absurd like oh, that. It's, it's worse than that. It's, it's that many people view the government as the parents. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell dad on you and call the cops. If, right. if you do something out of line, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell dad. Or if you raise precisely that. <laughs> your kids in a way that uh, is not safety-oriented enough that you're a bad parent. And so they, the claim was that this lady who made this blog was a bad parent because she just let her son go off on his own without any supervision. And it all comes down to the scare tactics that we've been fed by the nightly news that there are sex-crazed perverts out there wanting your kids. And no doubt there are. But there aren't nearly as many as they say. I mean, I, if when my son gets older, I'm not going to let him babysit. There's no way I would let him babysit other kids because I can hardly, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't subject my, myself, my family, or my son to that danger. Whatever piddling amount of money he can make uh, babysitting somebody else's kids, the fact is this culture believes that men are sex-crazed lunatics. The younger they are, the more so, and that they can't be trusted around women or children. 
I mean, that's what it comes down to. And that's why you wouldn't let your 11-year-old ride the subway in New York. Not that most people would watch out for him if he uh, you know, asked for some help. Not, but, but that some, but some crazed lunatic would get him. And that's what this story comes down to, too. Um, this is, it's the fear. It's just fear mongering. It's all, it's all this one fear, though. It's all the sex pervert fear. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood of your child being diddled by somebody outside the family is significantly smaller than it is by somebody actually by you. Like yeah. you're a bigger danger statistically to your child than that, uh, you know, that the weirdo the, on the bus, the weirdo hiding behind a tree in the yeah. park. <laughs> so here, here it goes. Um, here, uh, hi, readers. Here it goes again. A man, a kid, a cop. Read on. This is from the the author here, Lenore um, Skanansky. Um, she says, uh, "Dear free range kids, my youngest daughter. This is a letter. Um, youngest daughter and I had an experience that really shook me up, both of us actually, and I wanted to share it with you. We were walking to the library together, and she was holding my hand and tried to pulling me into telephone poles and whatnot as we walked along, which is a silly game that she enjoys. Now, my son loves. I mean, they, they love to play these kind of rough." games get touched and all that stuff my son wants to wrestle wrestle daddy wrestle 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 and i mean you know if i don't do it he'll be like pushing on me to get my attention so i mean you know i i totally understand um suddenly a police car pulled up beside us lights on and everything the cop gets out of his car and says sir please step away from the child then proceeds to crouch down and ask her if is everything okay after re-asking a few times, are you sure everything's okay? Is everything okay here? Are you sure? <laughs> and getting more and more, uh, more and more nervous, yes, each time. Right. No, it's not okay because you are interfering with uh, the nice evening slash afternoon or yeah, whatever we were you're having. You're freaking my kid out. Yeah, you're, right. you're a stranger and you're coming up and talking to this kid and you're, you're not only that, but you're the father figure in her life has been muted in some aspect by his commands, and she sees her father scared or frightened or nervous, and she emulates that because that's how children behave. They emulate their parents, and yeah. Yeah, dad's been emasculated. Exactly, emasculated. That's a great word. Um, so each time he gets a, a more nervous yes, he stands up and informs me that someone called 911 reporting that it looked like a young girl being abducted. Wow. Insane. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show, I mean, there's always somebody out there just watching to make sure this is what they think. I mean, Some busybody. You know, from the same blog we've talked about, uh, maybe it was the same blog, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. We've talked about uh, parents, people being nuts about leaving kids in cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one woman <laughs> reporting that, uh, you know, she took a grocery cart back from the car to the cart corral and came back and there was a woman standing next to the car nervously wondering, oh, I, would, uh, I didn't know where you were. I mean, she took the cart to the cart corral and came back to the car. Um, her kid was in the, the car seat. And, you know, this is this is just how nervous people are. I mean, I've heard a story of some guy who's, you know, some nosy busybody who, uh, you know, saw a kid in a car that was running here in New Hampshire. You know, the heat was on. The parent was in a coffee shop. He goes into the coffee shop and says, uh, the person with the uh, Ford Blazer, your car's on fire um, in order to uh, get the person to go out there because mm. the kid was in the car. As if kids are going to die in cars. Now, I mean, certainly there are instances where kids have died in cars. You shouldn't leave them out there with the windows up on hot days. But, you know, when you're... When your infant is sleeping and you want and you've got to drop the la- the laundry off at the dry cleaner, you know maybe two minutes in the store isn't going to kill anybody. 
I don't. I mean, as yeah. a parent, parents. as a parent, I just don't see this as a problem. Plenty of parents do, but plenty. You know, obviously, some of those people would be the ones that are willing to call the cops on this guy who's walking down the street. Uh, you know, whose daughter's playing this little game with him, where she tries to pull him into stuff on the mm-hmm. sidewalk. You know, just kind of roughhousing a little bit with dad. Um, so anyway, the uh, the police officer says, my daughter and I both explained what uh, really happened here. And not only did he not even apologize, he chastened me for not being, and I quote verbatim here, more thankful someone was watching out for my daughter. Thank God the world's watching out for my kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, at that point he should say, what, I don't count as the father? <laughs> you mean I wasn't watching out for my daughter? That's the thing. It's like well, when the police gets this officer gets this idea in his head that he's so righteous and he's so wise and he knows so much better than anybody else that that yes, you should be thankful that I'm here harassing you and your daughter. You should be thanking me. Well, and- he could have been a pervert. He could have been a sicko. Right. Could've, well, could've, it's just what it is. It's the see something, say something uh, mentality. Briefly, somebody briefly saw a moment in time when what was going on here blew it up into their crazy, paranoid mind and into instead, something. And instead of going out and saying something like a normal, rational human being, instead of investigating it themselves, they call this busybody yep. hotline. Right. And I see something. I see my government hassling parents, emasculating fathers, and killing foreign people with remote control airplanes. Yep. That's what I see. Do you ever see the video online of uh, folks ignoring a little girl in a park who is saying they say it was a setup, the whole thing from the get go. They had a, a man and a, a little girl and he's like with her and she's like, she says something like, you're not my daddy. You're not my daddy. Let me go. Or something really kind of scary like that. Mm-hmm. And just they wanted to observe what people's reactions were. Most people just didn't pay any attention to it. And they just walked by. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if uh, things have changed since 9-11 or, you know, Columbine or whatever. I mean, America's getting much more vigilant these days, you know. Oh, this was within the last decade. Is it? I, ju- I just wonder. I mean, I, <laughs> mm. it'd make me wonder what was going on. Yeah. But then again, I know kids will say all kinds of things, too. Right. Um, I was, you know. I, I don't know if I should use names here, but, uh, you know, a friend of mine, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Um, Stefan Molyneux and his wife, Christina, were on a cruise with me and we were coming back through customs. They had to go through a different line because they're foreigners and uh, from Canada. And the, the, the customs officer asked his daughter, is this your daddy? Said, no, it's Mater. And, you know, she was oh, no. quoting the, the Cars she, movie, right? You know, oh. and I mean, just she was 18 months old or something mm. like that. And so, I mean, the you know, obviously they didn't do anything in that circumstance. And I think, I, you know, uh, who knows? Great that it, they didn't. But I mean, right. oh, boy, what could have happened? Eight, uh, uh, 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number. If you've got an experience with uh, people out of control like this, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number is 855-453. Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include news updates. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there for our emailed updates. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook where you'll get even more than just news about the show. You'll get uh, posts and updates during each show as well. So go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up there for whatever you're interested in. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We're going to go to you and your calls, your thoughts here. Let's talk to Matt listening in Ohio to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Matt. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, listen, I wanted to take up your challenge to uh, maybe take the cop's side in this. The cop's side <laughs> in what? You're talking about something that happened in the first hour of the show because you're just now hearing that two hours delayed on XM. So you're talking about oh, re- recording? Wow. You're talking about recording I, the police? Yes. Okay, yes, go ahead. Recording the police. Um, I was actually involved in an incident where we recorded police officers. Okay. Uh, I worked for a gun show promoter, and a rather overzealous local prosecutor uh, decided he would dragoon some local police officers to come in and make sure everybody had their papers in order, had the right licenses and everything uh, to be set up. They did it at one of our shows. We knew they were going to do it at a show a month or so later, and I checked with our attorney. And here in the state of Ohio, yes, a public servant is liable to be filmed in the commission of their duties. Uh, The thing about the guy taking uh, the cell phone from someone who was filming an undercover operation, I'm going to have to side with the cop on that. No, that's not true. That's not true. The the undercover cop was the one who took the cell phone. The operation was not undercover. There was someone getting beaten by a police officer. Who cares if it was undercover? What what does it matter if it was? Let's say it was undercover. If I see somebody beating somebody in the street or anywhere, Mm -hmm. it's totally within my prerogative to pull out a phone and record that. That's true enough. The other other thing, this isn't something new. The police and the press have had a, a, a confrontational relationship forever. And, you know, in that particular instance you were talking about, yeah, that seems pretty cut and dried. But there are so many instances where film can be edited, expanded or shortened, uh, just given a different yeah, there was that great video from Breitbart. Um, you know, the, the the one where the the black lady was uh, you know basically quoted as saying the opposite of what she said. It was about a year ago that it was big mm-hmm. in the press. And you're absolutely right. right. Um, but I mean, it's but hard it, to when you get the the I mean when you get the video of the cops putting the boots to somebody. I mean, right. is there any good reason for cop for four cops to be kicking someone who's down? I mean, I just can't think of one. Generally, no. Uh, you know, but uh, and I don't. I, I'm also. I don't think there was some. I don't buy the. You know, the. Hey, we want you guys to create confrontations so we can expand gun control laws. Because frankly, all the cops I know, and I know quite a few, are not anti. Yeah, that was uh, that was conspiratorial, and I didn't have a chance yeah. to call Ian out on it. And I mean, you, when, I think yeah. I said that. Uh, I think it was yeah, Ian. That's okay. Now, I mean, and to just throw something really controversial out there, uh, to me, the classic example is uh, the filming of the Rodney King beating. 
they didn't show the 12 minutes leading up to that where it took six people to get him down on the ground. Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. There's no doubt about it. But yeah. but then they began to kick the guy, and that's the question basically that I was asking: Is there any instance where right. it's okay for four cops to be kicking somebody who's down the uh, ground? You know, that's, yeah, that's that's just that's just an adrenaline overload. You know, yeah, yep. you've been fighting with somebody. Most people, fortunately, we live in a country where the majority of people are never involved in a physical confrontation, so they don't understand the dynamics of a life or death physical confrontation if it's taken you a couple minutes to get an individual under control yeah you may want to make sure he knows that he's down and he needs to stay down well we've moved from talking about the aspects of uh commencing on a beaten on a suspect to, uh, from originally discussing the idea of whether or not it's appropriate to record the police and yeah, whether right. or not the police are uh, are acting in a legitimate manner by their own rules or whatever people think about the police uh, actions as far as their beating right. or how they're handling a suspect, it should all be subject to being filmed. Don't you agree? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. On that, you and I are in complete agreement. We're in total agreement. I, I even saw a great video the other day where one... Uh, somewhat older police officer who obviously had had a long, distinguished career, uh, made quite sure that when he was being filmed, and it was just like a routine traffic stop or something, and the guy decided to film him, and he said, sure, you know what, you want to get a close-up on my name tag here? Make sure you get a close-up on my badge so you'll know my badge number. I'll go ahead and give you my name and badge number. And uh, to be perfectly honest, he made the person filming it appear to be overly paranoid and a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and just, that's what they should be doing. Attitude. That's what they should be doing, but it's the, I mean, it's a rare, rare instance that I've ever seen that happen. I've got a camera going right. in my car at all times uh, just for mm-hmm. that circumstance. I'm familiar right. with what police officers can act like when they... I've seen it more often than not up here in New Hampshire. Most officers are more than right. fine with being recorded. Now they are, Ian, because yeah. we've, uh, okay, we've gotten well, them that Okay, stop saying how rare it is. It's not rare up here in New Hampshire. It's actually pretty common, at least where the in the interactions I've had, certainly in Keene, but even when I was pulled over by a statey on uh, you know some random state road, she didn't have a problem with being recorded either. Right. And, and I think the, the younger cops, uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a, it's a question of technological drag. The older cops never had to deal with something like this. Uh, guys that are coming out, guys and gals that are coming out of the academies now, you know, they're the Facebook generation. They expect their entire lives to be recorded. I don't know if I agree. I think that a lot of younger cops can be more like the badge heavies, can be more of the uh, the thuggish cops and the ones with the attitude, the hotheads, whereas the yeah. older cops are the ones that are experienced. They uh, they've dealt with people before. They know what they're, you know, they they're more likely to be more professional uh, when you're right. when you're engaged in conversation with them. And that's mm-hmm. really I agree that uh, with what Markin uh, had suggested earlier that these cops should be acting professionally towards any Anybody with a video camera because they shouldn't have anything to hide because they shouldn't yeah. be beating on suspects or acting like thugs or intimidate using intimidation yeah. tactics and if they're not doing those things if they're acting as professionals at least as professionally as possible within this terrible system that we have then yeah they That's shouldn't true. have any problem with 10 cameras being around yeah there was a great old texas ranger by the name of frank hamer he's a gentleman that actually took down bonnie and clyde and his advice to all police officers was 
treat everyone you meet with respect until they prove otherwise. And as a result of that, uh, one time he had to take a man's life, and everybody, they tried to impanel a grand jury against him, and everybody that they tried to impanel said, well, you know, if Mr. Hamer shot that man, he must have deserved it. Thanks for the call, Matt. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. They don't, sure don't operate that way anymore. They, you're an immediate suspect with a lot of cops. United States is number 47 in press freedom right now, uh, just edging out Latvia and uh, losing to El Salvador. All right, 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts welcome. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live, toll-free number two nights, 855-453. Whether you want to talk about recording the police or babying young people all the way until their mid to late 20s, we'll talk about anything you want. We've been all over the map on those uh, subjects. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. As uh, we continue here, we will take your calls about anything you want. Also want to encourage you to visit the Free State Project online. Go to freestateproject.org and learn more about a movement of like-minded, liberty-oriented folks all coming together to the same place to get active to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. It's the reason why the three of us are here together and uh, the reason why there are over a 1,000 people now here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 12,000 people have signed up and have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So this is a real movement. There have been real positive effects that have already happened thus far here in New Hampshire. But there are a lot of challenges uh, still facing us. There's a lot of work to be done, but the more people that we can get here, the more active uh, people that we can get, the, the easier these challenges will uh, will become, the, the lesser uh, challenges they will uh, seem to be at that point. So we need more folks involved who love liberty, who are willing to stand up for the freedoms of others. Go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to Matthew, listening in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Uh, hello there, Ian, JJ, Mark. Hi, Matthew. How What's you on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah. Um, I was calling in basically just because I wanted to compliment you, Ian, um, on a recent uh, council meeting that you had uh, where you where you got a chance to speak. Oh, thank you. Yes, that was where I was running for an open seat in the city council that they filled by appointment, which, of course, meant that I had absolute zero chance of being appointed. So I just went in and used the opportunity, paid paid my two bucks to get uh, five minutes to speak on uh, <laughs> on television right. uh, to, the, to the audience that is watching at home and to also the city council as well about uh, issues that I thought were important, like stopping, uh, aggressing and arresting peace, aggressing against and arresting peaceful people, as well as the outrageous property taxes and uh, something else. 
zoning, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, I would encourage uh, everyone to check that out on uh, the latest uh, latest edition of Shire TV. Uh, that you can get get that on YouTube dot com. Uh, but anyways, um, what I what I particularly liked about uh, your uh, you know when you got a chance to speak there for five minutes was that you you brought it uh, you, you brought it out to like a more broader um, a more broader criticism. You uh, at one point you said like. Um, Look, uh, you were like, look, what is the role of government? And you said, you know, if it truly is uh, to protect, you know, uh, you know, protect, uh, you know, um, the pursuit of happiness and and uh, you know, to protect freedom, then uh, then what is what is going on here? Then what's all this? What's all this stuff? Uh, what's who are all these peaceful people who are in jail? Why why can't you be free to live as you as you choose? You know, so mm-hmm. long as you're not infringing on anyone's rights. And the, and the reason I think that. Uh, that's useful is because when it's when it's only focused on whatever particular like like issue and you and it's just like oh you know this is an outrage uh, you know uh, this is this is um, this is unspeakable what you guys are doing to us now it it's it I think they can handle that maybe a bit uh, a bit more because it's just like okay you have a particular complaint with a specific um, specific issue specific thing and and it's still. Uh, we're we're still granting them that like they should have the power to 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 do all these uh, to to be the ones who can uh, do do this type of stuff. But but when you said like you know w- what is the role of government? You know if if you are really just peacekeepers, uh, then well, what's all this stuff? I thought that was a good. But if they have any if any of them who have a conscience, it, it's a little they might be a little uneasy in their seat like. You know what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I hope so, I, and I hope that they have consciences. I think they do. I think that uh, they're human beings. Who I think believe- they've got consciences, but I think that they're pretty callous to anything that Ian says yeah, at this point. I think that's that's very true. They're doing uh, whatever. Well, you know what? Anyone else is welcome to uh, no, to get active. I'm not diminishing it. I'm just saying that at this no. point, who's getting active? Who's doing it? I don't even live in this town. I don't want to talk to these people. I wouldn't have moved to this socialist hellhole. <laughs> I think it's great that you're doing it, Ian, but at the same time, you have to admit that you have a certain rapport or reputation with the city council at large sure. and, and the city itself. The you didn't go there expecting to get uh, put into that little seat that they were no, offering. No, of course not. No, I, got, I went there expecting to speak uh, for five minutes without a problem. And two bucks, you got your okay, five but, minutes, and you entertained yeah, Matt, and I think that that's a, but, I think that's a victory. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but even if I, I guess it, the compliment was more to do with just your your not only like to do with you know Keen and you know okay here's Ian with the you know the bureaucrats who who know Ian who I just um, more to do with like I think that type of question is a useful question you know for people who might want to get into this stuff like because it it, it really it really it really addresses the. The broader issue, right? It's 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 important, I think, to strike at the root uh, of uh, of issues when it comes to liberty, because we can always get bogged down in statistics and uh, configurations of government and various different sort of outside uh, issues that aren't really the most ultimate importance. Uh, And so that's one of the things I try to do there. I'm glad you liked it, uh, and uh, Matthew. And one one quick thing before I go. I just wanted to correct uh, one of the previous callers who said uh, he he said something like we live in a country. I just wanted to you know uh, 
corrected on that. Uh, we we don't. Okay. But Thanks anyway. for the call tonight. I appreciate it. We uh, well, I mean, I don't know what country means. Maybe that's what he was getting at there. I mean, there are plots of land that have been somebody at some point designated them as uh, countries. I just somebody's claiming it's a country, and that that person's probably willing to use force and violence yeah. upon you to uh, to enforce their will. And well, if and you're even, going to uh, bow to their force and violence, then they might as well be right. Well, it doesn't mean I have to buy into their fantasy. I don't have to uh, to buy into the idea that there are countries. I see human beings, and that's really all that I want to see. I just, you know, if people are doing things that are wrong to other human beings, then then they need to know about it. Uh, people need to be aware of it. That's why we're, you know, come back around to talking about the police and recording them and holding them accountable. And that's one of the reasons why this, thing, you know, the city council. They don't care for me, you know. The, the government bureaucrats don't like me because I try to hold them accountable. And yeah, I, they've said I've heard I've heard the one of the the Cynthia, the one that does the the show on Saturdays here, that, the local show, uh, yeah, in Keene. saying that the reason that these uh, free staters are filming the police is they want to and, and you know people and the government employees is because they want to catch them doing something wrong. Yeah, that's what they want to do. <laughs> it's called accountability. I don't care if they make mistakes. That doesn't matter to me. What I care is when they step out of bounds and are willing to use uh, threats and violence in, in order to enforce their bad opinion. Yeah, I do want to catch them doing something wrong. Well, right, but they would like to believe, uh, some of them, I'm sure, would like to believe that the police could never do anything wrong. Well, we should cover it up when they do something yeah. wrong. That, that, some, that that's okay. That it's okay to cover up when uh, you know public employees do something wrong. I don't think that everybody needs to get fired for every little wrong thing they do, but I do think that we need to learn from the mistakes so that we can go about trying not to make them again. When you allow some public employee to make a mistake, you tell them in the same way that it's too big to fail you tell them they're too big to fail you would like the banks did you can go ahead and continue effing up because we'll continue to cover up for you michael is on the line in saint pete you're on free talk live with the njj and mark hello michael hello guys hey what's on your mind tonight all right well i wanted to talk about an incident that happened at dinner tonight uh we were taking a friend uh, out to a Carabas restaurant here in St. Petersburg for his birthday. And about the same time we got there, there were about four, I'd say five SUVs from the St. Petersburg K-9 unit that came to the restaurant as well. And all of them went into the restaurant, but they all left their dogs inside of the vehicle. Uh-oh. Okay. Now, I don't know if it was anybody else, who left their dogs in a car? Especially if you, you're from you're from Florida. You and uh, it gets Mark. hot down there. I mean, it was it hot here really in, hot. in uh, New Hampshire today. You can tell the rest of the story in a moment if you want. Here, hang on. Eighth, I wonder if they had their cars running the whole time. Cops love to do that. Yeah, sure. It's not like they're paying for the gasoline, <laughs> right? In those V8s, Florida. Yep. Eight five five. Well, no, they do it everywhere. Mark. Yes. Oh, uh, I cops know. do that everywhere. Eight five five four fifty free. Sakel C A I toll free line. You can tell your story. Bring up whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. Call in now, 855-453. Tonight with you, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, you can learn more about JJ through his video editing capabilities in his channel that he has, Starfall Media, on YouTube. Yeah. Starfall is one word. And you can search for it. Yeah, I think it's best. Just uh, the Porkfest Chronicles is what I have going on now. So if you just go to Porkfest Chronicles on Facebook, uh, so it's facebook.com slash Porkfest Chronicles, P-O-R-C, Fest Chronicles. So they can contact you through uh, through that th- as that's, well? That's the best way. I have uh, my information on there too. So And plus that's the, the active project I'm working on. So that'll be fine. And you are really working on that. I mean, you're cranking on how many of those every single week? Uh, usually I'm trying to do one a day. So it's a lot of content. Uh, Seven it's been, hours. Yeah. And being posted uh, over at freekeen.com allows you to see everything, almost everything that happened, uh, every moment that uh, that occurred in the, uh, the the main pavilion, the Shire Society during, Pavilion. Right during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where there were all manner of different panel discussions and speeches, uh, lots of content. I mean, even anyone who was at Porkfest couldn't have possibly have seen everything that went on. In the Shire right. Society Pavilion. So, um, what day are you up to? How far are I'm you? I'm on twenty seven right now. So of how many? I believe about fifty ish. Wow, that's a lot of content. Yeah. So, this is the most uh, best covered of all of the Porcupine Freedom Festivals. Yes, you know. Now, but previously there was uh, somebody who did some camera work uh, for Porkfest previously, but the footage. It just didn't end up panning out. They were doing it as a volunteer effort, and it just didn't end up panning out. And you know, you got to have somebody who's really serious about making it happen. And you have taken that responsibility, and you're following through on it in a way that no one else has ever done. So, congratulations to you. Yes. And uh, you are available, by the way, for hiring for doing video editing and uh, production sorts That's of right. things. And uh, people can get in touch with you either through the Porkfest Chronicles page on Facebook or also through your YouTube channel That's at right. Starfall Media. Thank you. All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. And if you need legal services. Yeah. If you're, you know, for you can join more than half, more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business or create a will or a living trust, uh, LLC trademarks, patents, whatever kind of common legal document you need to protect yourself and your family, you can do it at LegalZoom.com. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order. Uh, Fortune Magazine calls LegalZoom.com blessedly simple, and I've made a will over there, and it was really fast and easy. Use coupon code FTL at LegalZoom.com, save $10. All right, so we'll continue with you and your thoughts. Michael is listening in St. Pete. He's back on uh, Free Talk Live. Michael. Hey there. All right. So before the break, I was talking about an uh, incident where some friends of mine, we took a friend, there was three of us, we were taking a friend to uh, Caraba's Italian girl for his birthday, and there were about four, maybe five SUVs there that decided to leave their dogs behind while about a dozen of them sat down for dinner tonight. Mm. And, and I... And I, and I Wanted to go out there and tape it, but I realized after friends convinced me, it's like, your odds aren't good, Mike. I mean, there's three of us, there's 12 of them. You know, this probably isn't going to turn out very good for you if if you go out there and, you know, you start videotaping them. So, it's, a good, it's a good probability that uh, you run the numbers. If there's more of them than there are of you, uh, they tend to get away with whatever they want to. I, I know. And, and you see, I, I have a dog myself. and. I would never 
leave my leave my dog in the car. You know, I went out there. I and I said, okay, I'll leave my phone behind. You know, I'm uh, just so I'm not going to be taping them. Just walk out there. You know, see, and I come out there. I hear the the engines are running. At least I think they're all running, and I'm guessing they've got some kind of air conditioning on for the dog. Mm-hmm. But even still, if anybody else were to do this, you know, if you or I had a dog and we ran into a store just to do some quick shopping and left our dog in the car with the air conditioning running, you know somebody would come along from Walford and said, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, it's clear, more evidence. As a matter of fact, I had a police officer tell me that you're not allowed to leave your car running. Yeah, that's true I mean, as well, so, you unless know. you're a cop. And it's just more proof that there's two classes of men. There's them, and then there's the rest of us. Exactly. And by the way, earlier I I just come back on Free Talk Live, really. You guys were talking about the music scene. Mm-hmm. That's right. In another segment. I mean, right now, I mean, I, just because of my own musical taste, I personally like the way the musical scene is going with dance music. But at the same time, I just don't like the idea of, my favorite kind of music becoming commercialized to where it becomes so commonplace and mainstream that it, it takes away from any kind of creativity, any uniqueness. When I was when I lived in the city, I liked to go out to clubs that played music because they played the kind of music that you couldn't hear on the radio. That wasn't so commonplace. Now you turn on any popular music station, it's like dance music is everywhere. Ah, this is the fear, the great fear of all uh, music snobs everywhere, that their little genre, their little sub-genre that they've discovered and have been enjoying for a number of years in their life will all of a sudden become popularized and be ruined by the music production industry, which we discussed in uh, quite a bit of detail in uh, one of the previous hours of this show tonight. And a lot of people are A lot of people consider Skrillex to be already have been ruined. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Wub, 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 wub. Well, I know... uh, if Julia were here tonight, she would go off on uh, the whole dubstep genre as a as a the ruination of all of electronic music. Because only happy hardcore is the right electronic music. Well, I mean, she has her her preferences, but no, she's she's very jaded about uh, the just the whole electronic music scene because it's become popularized, and so that has happened. And it oh, it's has also to cool punk, to be jaded. It has happened to, to punk music, has it not? What Mark, it happened you? to punk music before well, wait, I was old enough I'm, to know anything about it. I'm glad that it is. That it's getting popular, you know. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know. It's I don't, I don't mean to sound like a music snob about it. But Everybody's in a music snob. Don't worry. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess I just know that's what's going to happen. Is you're right. Everybody's going to try to do it, you know, because I'm hearing some artists that are trying to get into it that never did it before, and. And those who pander to the lowest common denominator will rise to the top of the uh, the yeah, heap. Exactly. Thanks for the call, Michael. And I'm sorry to hear about uh, the future of your favorite genre. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you tonight, though. But the good news is your favorite music will still be there. You know. Okay. Well, so yeah, there's no. You can still listen. I mean, the, right, the, 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 new the stuff enjoyment you... of listening to music goes on in your head. Right. The the new stuff maybe you don't like it so much. And I can understand that some people they always have to have something fresh, something new. But at least you know that which you you once enjoyed is still is enjoyable as it once was, or at least it should be. I still like listening to some of my old favorite stuff. Yeah. So. So JJ, you've got yeah, something about I got this, uh, some cops. Yeah, I got the story from LawEnforcer.com, a strange website, but uh, Vermont farmer crushed police cruisers with a tractor. This story is out of Uh-oh. Montpelier, Vermont. Working 
In a stout former bank building with windows closed and air conditioners humming, Orleans County Sheriff's deputies didn't know what was happening in their parking lot until a neighbor called 911. Wait, wait, wait. So they don't have any monitoring equipment, presumably? Or if they do have monitoring equipment, they weren't paying any attention they to it. They weren't protecting and serving their own parking lot. That's, That's right. right. They couldn't so, um, protect and serve their own cars. A man on a big farm tractor, angry about his <laughs> recent arrest for resisting arrest and marijuana possession, was rolling wow. across their vehicles. Five marked cruisers. Now, we don't even know what resisting arrest means at this point we found out the resisting arrest i mean it can be anything right. I, I mean not putting your hands behind your back quickly enough that's right i mean they, they just they toss that out like it's nothing right and it, you know so i don't know seven seven total vehicles five marked cruisers one unmarked cruiser and a transport van were all crushed damn how many seven total vehicles and by the time they ran outside, the tractor was down the driveway and onto the road with their vehicles crushed. Uh, Quote, we had nothing to pursue him with, said Chief Deputy Philip Rooks. Oh, they could have gotten on a bicycle. Or they, what about their personal vehicles? Like, they don't, or they <laughs> take all these cars take home. take the cars home. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. What are the perks of government work? So anyway, uh, this guy rolled over their cars. He's got $300,000 in damages so far. Epic. They haven't checked... They have to they have to peel open some of the cars to check some of the equipment inside because all the cars were crushed. Wow. Uh, so basically, half the fleet for this county of the sheriff's department is has been destroyed by this farmer for being harassed and intervened for in this, arrest. this victimless crime yeah. of possessing marijuana. Hey, you know, I don't support the use of violence, and in this case, not. I don't consider this violence. I consider it destruction of uh, property that we all own. So on the on the one hand, this is bad because they're just going to fleece the taxpayers for the money that it costs to replace it. Yep. But on the other hand, budgets aren't unlimited when it comes to local government. So this is going to be, you know, put a hurting on uh, the police budget. But look, hey, cops, if you keep aggressing against peaceful people... It's only a matter of time before somebody goes off their rocker. Happens and, all the time. And goes after you. Luckily, this guy didn't go sh- on a shooting yeah, rampage. No one was hurt. There were no injuries. Some so. guy crushed uh, the, the, the entire Troy Police Department with a tractor a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, so I'm amused by it on one hand, and uh, on the other hand, I don't think it's going to really do anything to end the police state. Right. No, I don't think so either. It's not right. But he certainly registered his displeasure with yes. the uh, department in a way that filing a complaint would never do. More coming up tomorrow night. See you then. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.